Hello and welcome to the Lead Generation Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Joey Myers. Uh, this podcast this podcast is brought to you by Lead Generation SEO Services.com and in Fuego Media. And today I have a special treat. I say, I know I say that on a lot of these podcasts, but today is especially, especially special because I have a good friend of mine, Jason Higton, who actually got my wife and I into, and you can see my wife back here in the kiddos, into the house that we're in now. And took a little bit of shopping around him and his brother, Ryan's. Ryan, uh, they're, they're a duo. We call them the Hickton Bros. And Ryan tends to work with more of the contractor side of things and, and the fix-up. And what was great about our thing was that we found a house that was, I think it was vacant for like six months. The owner. Is that what it was? I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but I know <laughs> there, there was some good aspect uh, to, to getting you in there. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and so it, it, we were able to do a, uh, an out, not, not live in Reno, which we had done in our old house, a live in Reno, which is a complete nightmare. Yeah. And so the Hickton bros were able to find us an awesome place and, and everything kind of the, the rest is history. So first I want to welcome you, welcome you to the show, Mr. Jason. Thanks for having me. Look forward to talking about uh, our baseball swings here today. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this the baseball swing podcast? <laughs> I do have one of those, actually. I do have one. Gotcha. <laughs> it was funny. We got to spend a little bit of time this summer uh, doing some all-star stuff, too, with his, with his son, Kyle. So, um, so yeah, we have, we have a good relation. We went to high school together and, and all that good stuff. So I'm kind of sandwiched between Jason, who is a year older than me and Ryan, who is a year younger than me. So it was, right. it was cool. We got surrounded by Higtons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so first start with, so you're with Realty Concepts in Fresno, California. So talk about, you know, you, you bring a, a unique perspective here because you're not just a realtor. You guys aren't just realtors. You guys are investors as well. So talk about, you know, what you do, what you guys do on a high level over there at Realty Concepts and outside of that with the Higton bros. My, my day in and day out job is, is selling homes, uh, residentially, um, resale to people like you and Tiffany. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing for me is having multiple income streams. Um, and so, yeah, we do invest. We've, we've been able to invest over the last 10 years. And mostly it's been in just single family residences. Um, we've seen those grow. And um, it's been an incredible last 10 years for, for single family residential in uh in fresno specifically we only have have invested in fresno with that said um we also flip homes like we were able to kind of do a, like a, a flip to suit mm -hmm. uh just minimally speaking for you guys we don't do that very often right and, and honestly now there's really not that many um flippable homes because the market has gone up in, in such a dramatic increase um and we don't do a whole lot of marketing specific to our flipping side um, but also we've gotten into in the last, let's say two years, um, we've really been going fairly well with the Airbnb short-term rental side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been an interesting part of our business. Another kind of income stream to augment, uh, resale, to augment investment with long-term, uh, tenants. And then now to have kind of the short-term side. Um, is a, is a pretty cool thing. And then last but not least, we also are in the property management, uh, space as well. Um, we just recently purchased a long time, uh, manager's book of business here in Fresno called David Parker properties. Um, great, very niche, uh, high quality property management book. So those four things kind of make up what we're doing, but my day in day out bread and butter is selling, uh, homes to families and, 
doing trust sales and probates and uh, whatever anybody wants to give us on the sales side, we will do. <laughs> I love it. Now, chicken before the egg. What yeah. ten years ago <clears throat> was the was it the realtor side that started, or was it the investor side, or was it kind of at the same time? Good question. Investment side started first. We we had we had some money that we wanted to to invest in. We didn't quite know what to do. I was selling orthopedics for a company called uh, Depew. Uh, I was in surgery every day, selling total knees and total hips to orthopedic surgeons. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother tells me he's like, oh, "I'm going to flip a house." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, and so, and so he flips this house and he worked all summer. He was a teacher in fireball. Mm -hmm. He worked all summer. He was, you know, doing the demo and really hands-on. I put some money into that. We made a little money. We turned it again. We did it again. Mm -hmm. And at some point he goes, I'm going to stop teaching and I'm going to get my real estate license and I'm going to go to work at Realty Concepts. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, that is, you just, that is not a smart idea. And here, and here we are, that was maybe 2009, 2010, mm -hmm. and 12 years later, I've been doing this about seven years. So uh, it took me a little while to make the jump from orthopedic sales to this, but uh, yeah, investment first, and then kind of into that real estate side. Yeah. And, and, and I like you telling your story and I appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, you know, it's cool. I've always told you and Ryan that and, and, and dad's involved in this, too. So this is like a family ordeal, which which I love and I, I respect. And I, I talked to my brother about it, my dad about it. At some, at some point, we can get together on something like this or what, whatever it would be in the real estate side or or buying a property that is like a Wonder Valley type thing where you're okay. running. We have a we have some family up in the Bay Area or kind of outside the Bay Area that bought a, a golf course and mm -hmm. has a restaurant on on property and they do weddings there and you know just kind of a cool it's a Hallmark thing right every yeah, every freaking movie that this one right here my wife yeah. watches on Hallmark seems to they buy some property <laughs> that has a golf course on it has a restaurant and then there's two people that meet they fall in they they literally run into each other they don't know each other and then yeah. you know they hate each other at first and then they love each other and that's it <laughs> I've seen a couple. Yeah. <laughs> what, what golf course is that uh good question i'm not as versed. i know you're you're the golf guy you're it's in the uh, bay area though it's like outside okay it's like kind of out outskirts bay area so my my that part of my family lives like martinez okay. it could be like stockton we have some family in stockton it could be somewhere up there delta yeah, interesting. you know I can't remember the name of it though, but it wasn't, I don't think I didn't hear of the name before they mentioned it. Um, but it, it was kind of a cool thing. And, and so one of my, I think it's one of my older cousins, he's up there on a, on a track or not a tractor, but a uh, right, right on lawnmower and he's mm -hmm. cutting the grass and just loving it just loving being outdoors and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So yeah. anyway, you're going in as a family, you know, whether it's real estate or whatever, it's kind of cool to get the dudes together and, and doing yep. stuff. And of course the wife's um, you know, makes, makes for a good family affair. Um, when, when was it right? So Ryan got started on the investing side. Did he go into any kind of courses or have a mentor at the beginning? Did, was there anybody that, or did he just go, you know what, I'm, let's just do this. We got it. Yeah. I mean, really in, in those days, I think the the margins were certainly such that you could, you know, make some mistakes and, and be okay, but mm -hmm. he was willing to go really slow on it. Mm -hmm. And we were working with cash. So we weren't working like on any sort of a note with anybody and so we had the time and and we just took our time on the first few and really what it comes down to is having a good contractor we've had multiple over the years but if you have a good contractor you can get anything done mm -hmm. um is really really what it comes down to i mean and, and you know managing those costs and 
um, because we don't pay for our money on, on a, on a high level. Mm -hmm. Um, we were willing to kind of go slow, make some mistakes and, you know, maybe not make as much as the next person, but enjoy the process. Right. So. Yeah. Just learning basically Absolutely. Yeah. in education, right? You're whether you pull even or you lose a little bit or you, you make some, and plus yep. you came in right at the, almost the, the best time. Cause I was almost on my way out because I'd been in 2005, I think is when I got my realtor's license. It was right. Gotcha. Right. When Tiff and I went and studied abroad. I came back. I caught the entrepreneurial bug, finished my degree in criminology, which I never really did anything with, and then got into real estate, started working for Terrence Frazier, doing the, you know, doing the flipping auction stuff. And then, you know, that kind of thing. And I was working for Steve Hosey on the realtor side. And um, um, yeah, so I mean, and, and we invested in some properties. We lost our butt on some properties. We made some, <laughs> made some money on some properties. So it was probably about an even thing, maybe just a little bit more on the loss side. Um, but 2008 is when I, you know, we kind of exited out and I was really getting into the digital marketing side of things and building websites and, you know, doing, doing the marketing. I really love that side of business. Um, and you were coming, you guys were coming right in on it. Right. Um, so you, so you've, you guys have come out of a, a kind of a dark or blemish time in the real estate world, and you've been in it for over ten years, about a little over ten years now. Yep. So looking at the the current rate hikes and things, um, which are amazing. I had another podcast with with the note guy, right? Mm -hmm. We mentioned that off off call or off mm -hmm. the recording, and um, I mentioned to him, I was like, man, that is a bold move, right? Forty five days before an election, the Fed's hiking rates. So yeah. what do you, what do you see happening? You know, is it going to change you guys' strategy? Uh, you know, you talked about short-term rentals. Is that going to be a little bit more of a, of a mainstay with these rate hikes? Yeah. So to, to kind of hit the first question, which is kind of like based on sales and, and rates and, and buyer mentality, let's call it mm -hmm. um, from, from March of this year until now, um, complete 180 degree turn mm -hmm. March. We had, you know, tens and tens of people coming through each listing, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even 10 or more offers on each listing. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were priced, you know, um, maybe what the best comp was before that house was, was on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so those March houses were listed in March. They were sold in April or May, let's say. And then those May listings kind of listed really high cause it was a comparable. And then come June and July, it was a complete different, uh, market. Um, you had, you know, five people through a listing. And by the way, um, summer is like a hot time for real estate. It, it, it should be. It just, yeah. it's, I mean, it just completely came off of the COVID wave or whatever we want to call what just recently happened with the, the super low interest rates. Right. And then, I mean, for the longest time, we didn't sign any loan documents over 3% on a 30 year loan with most of our clients. Mm -hmm. It just was that low for, for so long. Um, and then comes June, July, and now we're in, here into September. And we're seeing uh, price adjustments uh, in a downward way, obviously. Uh, we're seeing way less buyer activity. Uh, price point 300 to 400,000. We sell a lot of those homes, mm -hmm. those single family residences. And I'm telling you right now, those should be getting pounded by buyers. Mm -hmm. And we had a listing that was $370,000 and we had you know four people through in two weeks. Wow. So, I mean, this is just a, a, a 180 degree turn from where we were previously. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, today's rate for a, a, a borrower with a FICO of 740 or higher is 6.5. Um, that's that's substantial when you yeah. think about a 3% interest rate previously. Yeah. Um, I, I really do think buyers should still be buying. Um, maybe their price point that they were going to buy out goes from here to here a little bit. 
But if you're comfortable with the payment, really the philosophy of buying shouldn't change, mm -hmm. but it has. There's just this, this uh, psych psychology that is just kind of in the, the ether out there when things like this happen and it, it affects uh, buyers. Mm -hmm. It has not affected sellers. Our inventory is up. Our inventory has increased. Uh, people are ready to sell and they're pretty motivated because they're realizing now, yeah, the price is coming down a little bit at this moment, but man, it's still a lot higher than it was uh, a year ago or 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. So seller, it's still, it's a great time to sell. It's going to be a good time to buy. I really don't see a crash as everybody's been saying on the, on the real estate side. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have a, you know, we don't have a huge subprime problem mm -hmm. uh, on the lending side. Um, we have, I mean, we just have, it's just, I, I can't necessarily explain it right now. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And so mm -hmm. all of our sellers know that uh, this is an interesting time. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. I agree. And and you can, <clears throat> a lot of the people that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years, I saw a real estate guy was in the, I think he's Central Valley, Fresno, Clovis area for a long time. I can't remember his name, but he, I mean, he knew what he was talking about. He had seen up and down cycles and the whole thing. He said, you got to look at it like in the seventies, mortgage interest rates were like, what, 17% or yeah, on the high end, but the house was like $80,000. So. <laughs> right, right. The price was down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the interest rates were, were pretty high. They were almost, yeah. I wouldn't even say almost credit card-ish now because credit card rates are super high. But, um, you know, you have to look at it from, from the outside. And then, like you said, over the past year, prices have really, really climbed. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're not buying. When they're buying, yeah, it might drop a little bit, but it's like you said, no subprime issue. Um, you know, right. in this in this time around, like in 2008, right. um, little bit different feel with the inflation going on. So maybe that's going to add a little different flavor. But yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think, and then that's what I'm hearing consensus wise from other realtors from around the nation. Yeah, I wish that uh, it wasn't so inflated but everything costs so much more at this at this moment um but i do see this kind of being the lowest the the prices are going to go i think the real estate is going to continue to be a great investment mm -hmm. uh for homeowners for investors and um for anybody who wants something you know to diversify their portfolio mm -hmm. so what's great about you guys's model is that it's not just the realtor side she said it's your bread and butter um that's where you kind of network and and you you fill, fill your pipeline with buyers yeah. or or the listing you know the listings were the hot hot uh commodity it was people were just trying to find listings around the country you know yep. um, but you got the the investor standpoint so with with the rate hikes in this sense how does that change? Does that change your strategy or kind of the same on that, on that side? No, we've actually had a few flips. Uh, so we've kind of right when, right when we get tired of one thing, like if I get tired of dealing with people like you, uh, <laughs> I, just, I go to the next thing. And so we've, we've, we've been putting some time and energy into our property management. We've been putting mm -hmm. some time and energy into our short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. Haven't been putting as much energy into the long-term side just because we have, I mean, there's no vacancies in anything we have, and we're not big by any stretch. We might have, you know, I don't know, maybe we have 20 doors total, mm -hmm. right? But for, you know, a group of three, it's a nice little, um, you know, we, we, we make a decent living off of it. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, the short-term rentals, uh, let's say a year and a 18 months ago, a year ago, I'm talking an incredible investment, mm -hmm. like three to four times what you would see on a monthly basis 
net proceeds versus a long-term rental on a, on the same short-term um, I'm sorry, on the same single family residence. Wow. Three to four times. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly in the last probably three to four months, um, kind of about the same time, I, you know, everything kind of started just kind of coming over that hill. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen less guests traveling. I don't know if it's the gas prices. I mean, and mm -hmm. you know, granted gas prices aren't the biggest deal, but when you when you just add everything in the groceries, yeah, it's one people aren't doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas during COVID, people were traveling like crazy mm -hmm. and using only Airbnbs because they were maybe scared to go to a hotel. Yeah, and we were. I mean, we were just we had probably ninety eight percent occupancy for a long time on all of our short term rentals, mm -hmm. and now we're probably in the fifty to sixtieth percentile mm. on uh, occupancy during a given month. Mm -hmm. So, although I would love to say, yeah, let's just really focus on, on that. It's kind of in a little bit of a tizzy as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the interesting thing, and if you just, if you don't mind, I'll talk about this just for a second, but um, the short-term rental versus a long-term rental, you have, you know, you have the property manager over here saying, you know, you should only do long-term. And then you have, you know, an Airbnb guest or super host that says you should only do short-term, right? Mm -hmm. We have found that short-term rentals, the property, if you're the landlord, if you're the owner, the property stays in substantially better shape mm. on the short-term rental side. So if you're even close to breaking even on a short-term and a long-term, do a short-term. Yes, mm. you have to furnish it. Yes, it's a hotel. Yes, you have to have all the stuff in it. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to you know, put out a good product for your guests because they come on a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. But the property is continually being turned and taken care of. Mm -hmm. Where if a long-term person goes in there, you're not seeing that property for a minimum of a year. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of off topic on that. I apologize. Yeah. But, no, I like that. But short-term is an interesting play for a landlord who cares about their property. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily, We don't necessarily care deeply or have like emotions tied to our properties, mm -hmm. but we like to keep our stuff nice. Yeah. And it certainly stays nicer um, on the short-term side. Well, it's less, less spend over the long-term, right? If, you know, when it all, when it's all said and done, if you got that constant turnover and things like that. And one of the things I was, I was taught back in the day by another veteran, 30 year, 40 year old, 40 year veteran, real estate veteran is uh, did a lot. I think he property managed at the time, maybe 50 plus properties, I think. And he said the one thing he said, you put in your contract, it's got to be for everybody because you can't discriminate, obviously. Um, but you put in the contract, you say uh, due to uh, a, a property check within a 24 hour period. So I can, I can give notice within 24 hours and, and then, or within 24 hours, I can come and visit that property. And he said, if, if you, if they got roaches, or, or, or even before that, before that, um, the applica applicant, right, that they can go to their house or apartment, yeah, we, whatever. That we they live we in. have done that on occasion. Uh huh. Just to see what we're getting into, you know. Because if they have roaches, you're going to have roaches. That's that's what he said. And that and that probably is true. At the same time, 24 hours is the notice of entry. Mm -hmm. However, we rarely do it because it's like you just don't want to bother people unless you have to. Yeah. But on the, but on the short term side. They're guaranteed to pay and they're guaranteed to leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a, that's also a positive to it. Right. All right. Well, this wouldn't be a lead generation podcast. If we didn't do some lead generation talk. I know we've been doing a little bit more of the real real estate side of things. So uh, so just kind of give me a, a rundown of what you guys do from a lead generation standpoint. Maybe maybe how it's changed from the beginning to now, or what your main points are. We uh, we started real estate and we've lived in Fresno for our whole lives. I'm almost forty three. Uh, we know a fair amount of people and we really deal with 
that that word of mouth that hey you know i've just told you know my dad and my friend and this person i would say we're in the 90th percentile of people that we work with we know mm-hmm. or there's a direct line to somebody that we do know mm-hmm. so that that's probably our our main um marketing source um and i mean we're extremely thankful for that because those sort of uh leads um as you guys know are are gold they're like gold Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're, you guys are very connected. You guys are very, when I say the Hickton bros, I say that with, with good humbleness and respect because you guys are great people Christians. You guys are, um, you're not, you know, you're not the type that will go behind backstab, talk gossip, you know, the whole, I mean, you guys are, are very, well, I, I, I don't know about Rhino so much, um, but extroverted, you know, very personable, you know, that kind of thing. So that goes a long way in this, in this business. Yeah. And I mean, we, we're going to continue to live here. So, I mean, we have, we do have a legacy that we want to continue and um, I mean, we care about everybody we work with. So I think that's a, that, that's a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, we have done multiple other um, digital marketing type things over the years. So we kind of, we started out in that referral only sort of let's call it space. Mm-hmm. And then at some point we were doing about 50, we're doing about 50 transactions a year and we pretty, pretty much we've, we've stayed at that 50 transaction a year level for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, super blessed to, to do that amount. Um, it's a, uh, it, it, it suits us very well. It's mostly referral, right? Those 50 is that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's, you know, occasionally there's a different source for, for, mm-hmm. for different ones, but in regards to like marketing or, or lead generation in regards to digital kind of stuff, we worked with a company called Curator. I don't know if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. um, specific to real estate. And we, we went pretty hard for a year with, with Curator. What that did was um, we did all kinds of Facebook type of stuff. We did Google stuff. We did, um, I forget what the other thing was called. Um, YouTube? No, we did, we, we've, we've done some video. Oh, something outside of Curator. Yeah, it, was, it had to do with like, if you, if you walked into a business, we got the phone number anyway, some, some stuff that was kind of outside of our scope of, of comfort level. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I text think, message, text message marketing or something like that. Yeah. There was some stuff that like that, that we did. Um, and it just, it just didn't fit us quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, a lot of the leads that we were getting just mm-hmm. seemed to be, you know, really cold to maybe not even that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of stopped that about after a year and then really kind of just went back into the referral side. And then probably about three years ago, uh, I became an endorsed local provider for Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey yep. is. He's come, he has, you know, 23 million listeners every day and, um, he's a, he's a no debt, um, money guy. Mm-hmm. And, he, and real estate's very close to his heart. So I represent Dave Ramsey here in Fresno, mm-hmm. um, along with another number of other realtors. Um, but I get his leads um, that, that he gets and mm-hmm. we pay for those leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we and how are those quality? How, how's the quality of those? The quality of those leads are honestly, um, they've gone down a little bit in the last year, but the first two years I was involved, incredibly um, consistent and really good leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people who were Dave's fans, people who, a lot of people who were believers, a lot of people, I mean, just really, really great people because they trust this Dave Ramsey guy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead, I think they had, they've kind of gone out of their little comfort zone. They've got more people like me, so they need more leads. Mm-hmm. So now they're, I think they're grabbing leads from different places that 
aren't as good, mm -hmm. um, but they have committed just recently to, to kind of getting back to, to basics. And um, I think the quality is going to continue to be high with them. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've, we've done that. Um, and then really, I mean, now that we've been in it seven or eight years, really it comes down to doing a very, very decent to above average job with the people you've already sold homes with. Mm -hmm. And then those people are, are your mouthpiece. Follow up. Yep. Your follow up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so a, a lot of people in real estate, they get on some sort of like automated portal where they send houses to buyers or, you know, contact sellers. For me, anything I get, I have found that my best kind of lead generation source is either a, a direct phone call from me, a personal video message from me, or a text message from me. I do it all myself. Mm -hmm. I don't have my CRM do any of it. I probably should be a, a better manager mm -hmm. of my CRM. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I have, you know, it's it's in there. There's it's stacked, mm -hmm. but I, I personally do it, and I feel like. I have better conversion rate when I personally mm -hmm. am, am touching that person, not touching, but touching. Yeah. 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 If, figuratively speaking, of course, <laughs> figuratively speaking, <laughs> or it's a pat on, it's a pat on the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and that's, and, and that is the, the essence of converting leads is the, the more personal you can make it. And you're, and you're talking about that's a hundred percent super personal um, to being able to scale, but scale to the point of where you keep somewhat of a personal touch with it, but it doesn't seem cold, right? You know, where you're, oh, this, oh, this Jason just sent me a text message. He his right. or his uh, virtual assistant or his right. in in person assistant probably just sent that to me. You right. know, whereas you send a, a video message or a, a text and it's it's unique. You use their name, maybe a, 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 a pet name. You know, um, yeah. that kind of thing. It's gonna it's gonna make a difference in the conversion. Yeah, I spend about I spend probably two hours every week on a, on one morning. It's usually a Monday or Friday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll do personal video messages to either uh, old clients, but mostly to new prospects. Mm -hmm. And um, they're, they're pretty well received. And honestly, I call, I, I call it well received, even if they tell me, Oh, Hey, I'm already working with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, at least I'm maybe now on deck or I'm runner up to, to, to something. We're never offended by somebody using another realtor because mm -hmm. there's so many of us out there. Right. If you did get offended, then this is not the job for you. Right. Um, right. And honestly, that's why we were thankful to work with you guys because I mean, you know, 400 realtors. And so we're, I mean, honestly, thank you for doing that. Yeah. To Hickton bros, man. To Hickton bros. That was, that was very kind. And I think, you know, we hadn't been in touch in quite some time, but I think maybe mm -hmm. you or Tiffany saw us on Facebook or something and you know, that's how it happened there. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. No. And I, and I appreciate you sharing that. And, and the Dame Ramsey thing, I think uh, will help some, some other realtors that, that are listening on this call or other investors or whatever, um, so I appreciate, I appreciate your time today, but to be respectful of your time, I didn't want to go too much over cause we got kiddos in school and we got to, I don't know if you're doing the pickups, but uh, well, we have, we have three kids that are playing two sports of peace. So it is, it is a activity filled, uh, afternoon every day. <laughs> it's like a double day every day, It is, it but is. at least the scenery changes. The ages change. Yeah. What's Kyle doing right now? He's not, so he's not playing or is he playing fall ball? Uh, no, he's, he's not, he's, he's playing soccer only. 
Soccer um, good. Yeah, but uh, he'll he'll get back into baseball. He here wants to play. He he wants to play baseball. Right. Interestingly now. enough, baseball he has fallen in love with. Yeah, fallen in love with it. And this is a point I got to make on the sports side because both I am Ryan was pretty big into the comp too. I know you were you were a big comp guy, right? Before you I was he he I was more on the soccer side. Okay. Um, and then started playing golf a little bit later. He mm-hmm. he quit soccer a little bit younger, but then got into golf sooner than I did. When did he stop? When did he stop soccer in high? school uh i think maybe eighth grade something like that okay so he played he played through um because i remember coming to the notes baseball camps in high school all the time and yep. little rhino and stuff and and yeah so i i knew that you guys both played soccer i know you played more because i just remember seeing you in the the comp you know the the buddies that i think those guys those soccer all my guys. high school friends yeah, all my high school friends were the soccer team we're so. soccer team yeah exactly yeah yeah very cool well hey any um where people can find you let's do that thing so i know uh, my gosh, I got to wipe a tear from my eye because in, in the, uh, what Jason had to fill out to schedule this session. One of the questions is, um, you know, what's your, what's your LinkedIn profile that you want us to put on the thing. And, and he said, uh, no clue, LOL. <laughs> Where can people find you? We are not the digital masters. However, you can find us on Facebook under the Higton bros. You can find us at the Higton bros.com. Um, or uh, realtyconcepts.com. And that's H-I-G-T-O-N, like Higgs. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, love love talking with you, especially in a format like this. <laughs> yeah, me too, brother. Yeah, thanks, thanks again for coming on making the time. You bet. Look forward to doing it again. All right. Hey, hold on real quick. Let me shut down the... Uh...